Blog Talk Radio. Listen, I want to thank everybody for tuning in to tonight's episode. Sorry about the delay there, folks. Um, thank you, thank you, thank you. Everybody is tuning in tonight to this very important show. All the shows I do are important. If it's not about you and yours, I simply don't do it. So I never lie when I say important show, meaningful show. I try to do shows that's related to us. As a matter of fact, I may be changing the topic tonight because I want to bring to you, brothers and sisters, what is relevant to you and yours. So, again, thank you for tuning in to the Foxes on Network. And yes, he is a way maker. He is a way maker. And I thank the Father for it. All of us have that testimony that something the Father did for us when there was simply no way, no way possible. And he came through. To challenge and keep the testimony. But nevertheless, he is a way maker. And, um, we just got to keep giving ourselves to him, submitting ourselves to him, and he will maintain being a way maker in our life. Folks, there's a lot of testimonies out here of the Most High doing just that, making a way where there simply is no way impossible. And I love that song. It's actually my favorite song right now um, because that is who he is, way maker. So, um, and I should just really, really, really bless the world when she did that. I just know sample song 
on YouTube, to be honest with you. Go check it out. I did the research. Big Way Maker is the most sample song, even more than secular songs. Everybody's sampling her. She's got people with millions of uh, uh, listens or hits or uh, time they actually listen to the song on YouTube. Uh, and then even her. So, anyway, Waymaker, Miracle Worker. Thank the Father for it. Ex-Listen, tonight, I'm blessed to have a good friend of mine, the minister that we had on last week, Minister Purcell Porsche, all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, is going to be joining me tonight. And he is going to be um, sharing some things on his heart, and I'm going to be sharing some things on my heart. We said a mystery topic. It is a mystery. Uh, but you're all going to find out what that is all about here in a second. Right now, let me take care of some things that I have to take care before we get into the meat of the matter. And that is, I want to remind everybody uh, to follow our show. I have to say it every week because some of you love the show. You send me emails. You send me text messages. I see you on the street. Some of y'all, you talk about how nice my job is. You talk about how nice the shows are, how they answer questions. I remember one police officer said he saved his life. That was about the strongest testimony I think I've heard. It was actually from a police officer. He saved his life, he said. I guess looking at our people and all the crime, it just seemed like he was just misbehaving until he found out that there's a reason we've been misbehaving because the father said this will be up on you once you lose your identity and I bring this nation from the north and do what he's supposed to do to the Israelites, that they will be uh, a broken a broken people uh, on the bottom of every single aspect of life. And so when he began to hear the five six stones and how we talked about the plight of our people, he understood that what's seen on the bottom is really royalty. We actually are the people of the Most High Yah. And I thank the Father for it. Um, so what others see as a downcast people, Most High see as his chosen. And he said certain things would happen to his children if they didn't follow his laws and precepts because after all, they're his firstborn. He first showed himself to this nation. This nation was supposed to show to the world, and that's why the Israelites have it so hard. So this police officer shared with me, brother, you saved my life. And the Five Smith Stone Network, your panel, saved his life, and I believe it. So follow the shows. Uh, you got the link I sent to you, some of you. Uh, if you don't know what we're talking about, again, if you listen to the show, you got to be on my site. Uh, you see that follow button just to the right, the five minutes phone. Click on the follow button, and it will uh, send you alerts anytime we're doing shows, all right, anytime we're doing shows. It's not going to ask you much uh, to do. I think it just asks you to create a couple of screen name, and, and uh, it's just, folks, this is how bloggers really uh, become successful bloggers is they have people that follow the show. You don't ask for money. At least I don't. I don't get paid unless my shows really, really do well. Then I do get crumbs from um, blog talk, and I've gotten those crumbs before, and it's so little it's too embarrassed to say. But they do pay you. If you get millions, I guess it's a lot better, it's a lot better money, but nothing beats followers. So follow us. So we have a couple of hundred, but we want a couple of thousand, all right? Um, text a friend uh, when you listen to this show, even if it's not this recorded, Text a friend and say you uh, the link that, that that you come across the link. If you listen to the show, cut and paste the the link at the address bar and send it to a friend of yours and say, hey, check this out. I heard these guys talking, and man, it really was good. It blessed me. And send that link to friends, folks. That is what we do. We network, network, sending this information out. 
We ain't playing tonight. I'm never playing when I blog. So just know we're going to be aiming, aiming hard to uh, hear what does say the Lord on, on a particular matter that's hard tonight. Also, those you're on your on your um, browser, go ahead and bookmark us. How about that? Bookmark, you don't have to worry about it. And then you'll have it um, right in front of you on the, um, let's see here. Yeah, well, just bookmark because I got a different browser. Y'all browse may be different than mine, but just simply bookmark us, and um, you'll be able to, um, uh, we'll, be, we'll be stationary. You can always go to your bookmark and click on it, all right? Folks, listen, um, I just want to quickly go over something. I do it every other show, every five shows I try to do this. So everybody will be on point as to what five, six songs is. I don't like to be religious, putting all kinds of religious names and brands out there without people knowing what's going on. So five, six songs, what is it? What is it? I'm not doing a record amount of timing. Five, six songs is nothing more than five messages, five messages, five revelations I got after I asked the Father five questions. And I called those five answers to those five questions, all those five topics that came out of those five questions, five smooth stones. Because I believe they're tight, they're solid, and they're free, and they are they're unrefutable. And those questions that I asked Father are as such. After attending a convention in 1987, Kenneth Copeland, I'll call his name out, and other ministers began to say that God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. And one more time. Kenneth Copeland and other ministers in the Dallas or with Aaron really across the country were saying that God is getting ready to use the black man like never before. And the first is going to be last, and the last is going to be first. And so everybody took the convention center in, between 19, uh, in 1987 when he gave that word out. 1988, the very next year, between 87 and 88, I experienced racism in the church like I've never lived before. I saw racism in the world, but not in the church. I'm talking fast for a reason because I want to get, get our guests on it. Folks, when I, the kind of racism I saw in the church make me recognize the fact that a lot of times white, our white brothers and sisters that are still practicing, instead of saying you can be something, what they'll do is say, God is getting ready. God is getting ready to do this with you. God is getting ready to do that with you. Instead of saying, here is your place right now. Take this position right now. It can be take over my position right now. You know, so they try to hold you back and give you what I call a gospel of delay. Not now, not now, which is just as racist as saying, um, go, sit, go sit in the corner, nigger, and be quiet. It's just as racist. So in 1988, when I heard Kenneth Copeland say the same thing, I rejoiced like they, like I rejoiced in 1988. And he went on to say something else that troubled me. He said, I got something to tell black people, but I can't tell you right now. But if I told you, you would tear up this convention center. Now, if anybody know anything about the plight of black people, so-called black people, you know, we at this network, we don't believe in a race. A grouping of people based upon skin color, but some of y'all don't know what I'm talking about. I saw some of my Israelites and all that, so I just say black folks, African American to be specific. I found out that I can't trust Kenneth Copeland. I can't trust any white ministers. And I know you can never say all, but I, at that point, couldn't trust all of them because they was pretty much following the same thing. Everybody saying the same thing, and I just figured they was just toying with black people, talking about God. Talking about um, God is going to use a black man and then saying they got some secret 
So I ask the father these five questions. Number one, what is what you use in a black man? What is what you use in a black man? It sounds racist to me, father. I asked him, why would you use black man because he's black? Just don't sound right, do it. It don't sound right that the father going to use the black man. Just don't sound right. Not the father, you know. So, I went on to ask the father, father, what's going on? I hear that there's um, wars planned 30 years out. Because I was. I was hearing wars planned 30 years out. I was hearing that there's some called a new world order. I mean, new world order. So I was saying, what's the new world order? And then I was hearing that there's something called um, secret society. I, I don't get it. What's a secret society? And how can I hear about ABC, NBC? I say, Father, what is really going on? We can't under, We can't trust media. We can't trust the media because there's a bunch of white males running the media. So I say, Father, what's really going on? Then I ask the Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? I'm tired of Hal Lindsey, uh, Hilton Sutton, Kenneth Hagan, anybody talking about Bible prophecy. I don't trust them. Father, can I understand the book of Revelation? That's what I asked the Father. Then I asked the Father, is there blacks in the Bible? I said, Father, I, I believe Christ was white. That's what I told him. I believe he was white. I have no problem with it. But people laughing and saying he wasn't white, he's black. Were there any blacks in the Bible? I was as honest as it could be. Those of you who think I hate whites or we hate whites at this network, remember, this is the heart, my heart at the time. Give me points. This is what I ask the Creator. What is with you using? Uh, uh, excuse me. Um, asking what is what you using the black man? What is really going on? Can I understand the book of Revelation? And then I asked the Father, for those who think I'm racist, were there blacks in the Bible? So I thought the Father would just share with me something like a few blacks here and there that was, that was in the Bible. I had no idea that he was going to show me that the entire Bible was people of color. The last thing I asked the Father was could I travel the world because I was tired of white men and their interpretation of everything, life, God, the Bible, education, any and everything about this world that I knew was seen through the lens of white people. I wanted to just disappear from all whiteness, not because I hated white people, but just that they don't know everything, and they just fought. So I wanted to break out of the shell of whiteness and hear what Africans have to say about who Jesus was, who Yeshua was, who God was, what's an education, what's this, what's that, what's prosperity, what's everything, anything other than hearing from white males who's trying to hold people back. Well, the Father shared with me, brothers and sisters, and Minister Purcell, I'm coming to you here in a second. The Father shared with me in a nutshell of the body these five answers that we call the five smooth stones. 
Number one, he shared with me that he ain't using black people because they're black. He's using black people, so-called black people, because what he's getting ready to share and what he's sharing right now in these latter days, white ministers are not going to want to talk about it because it is the rising of the true Israelite, and they just so happen to be dark-skinned, and they ain't trying to have that. Okay, what's going on? He shared with me something called the New World Order, One World Government. We have many shows on that. We have many shows on that. Um, he also showed me where there are blacks in the Bible. The Father showed me that there wasn't blacks in the Bible like I was thinking. The entire book is black. And where a white skin does appear, where a white skin does appear, it's associated with the plague because it's a recessive trait. The father wanted his man to be one tone. Either I, white skin in biblical time was looked at it as a plague because it was albinoism. They didn't call it albinoism, then they called it leprosy. Deep. It's deep. But I know some of y'all thinking right now, oh, that's not leprosy. I'm not gonna get into it, we can't get into it, I gotta get my host on, my co host on, but I'll just put this little little nugget in your brain. If leprosy is what you think it is, how come the Bible says when you cover from head to toe, with that, whatever you think it is, then you are clean, then you are accepted, then you can go among the people. Now, if you have a sore, y'all think it's sore. That's what y'all think it is. If it's a sore and you're not and you and you're unclean, but then when the sore goes all over your body, according to what you're thinking it is, you can go among the people. That don't make sense. It wasn't a sore. It was just simply white skin. I'm going to it like no other. We teach on leprosy. And so, what's the five topics? Topics of the teaching teaching on leprosy. Number one. Hebrews, that's number two. New World Order, that's number three. We teach on white supremacy, and we teach on the kingdom of the Most High Yah, the kingdom of God. We'll get a little bit into it tonight. Again, thank you for tuning into the Five Minutes Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. Those are the Five Minutes Stone Network. We talk about thousands of topics, but we always hit those five sooner or later. So I just want to just kind of mention that to you guys. I'm so blessed, everybody, to have on uh, Purcell Porsche. He is um, <laughs> he is one of those brothers I call and tell him a lot of personal things, personal struggles, and so he's just a good old friend of mine. We're just gonna sit down and talk as though y'all did not in the room, but we know you are in the room. Um, but Purcell and I have went back, uh, go back a long ways, and, and uh, this brother right here, I'm gonna tell y'all something. He's a good family man. You're not going to, I mean, he, my wife knows a kid all the time by how hardworking he is. And uh, I, we, we joke because she really thinks that, um, well, I ain't going to go into that. Man, I get, I'm going to get to that a little later on. But anyway, he's a hard worker, loves his father, loves his wife, always trying to do right by his wife. And I appreciate that. So I just want to go ahead and bring him on. And y'all know me, I got to have a little intro music. So. Let me find the, this should be good, Karen Clark. We'll bring him on with this real quick. So let's play a little bit of this, and then we'll bring our brother. Thank you. Well, are y'all ready to let the world know that we have power in our words? 
tell no somebody my go. words have power. Oh, you got to know how important it is. Oh, we're about to declare some things in the house. Are y'all ready to do this? Come on, put your hands together. Oh, yeah. You got to learn how to speak positive and stop speaking negative. Hey, we about to speak faith in the house. Yeah, yeah. To defeat the enemy. y'all y'all know it's just how i do it okay i know it's a little corny maybe some of y'all but i just like to bring on my guests with a little burst of energy and that was karen clark can't get nobody in that my words have power minister purcell porsche your line is open brother welcome to the five six on network it's good to have you on go ahead and say hello to the people thank you brother seth uh it's always a pleasure always a pleasure i count it an honor uh to be invited to the show. Um, I want to tell you something, brother. And good evening, good 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 morning uh, <laughs> to everyone. Really? Uh, here in Cincinnati, Ohio, it's 12 after 12 midnight. Um, I also want to start off by saying um, happy Mother's Day. It is Mother's Day today. And I just want to give a shout out to all of the mothers. Um, we know that you all shoulder a lot of responsibility, especially in today's society. And I want to say thank you. I was raised myself by a single mother. My father left when I was six years old, and I'm so grateful that my mother, uh, the strength of my mother uh, prevailed and brought forth um, a a young man of integrity. Uh, Everything I have, I got from my mother, uh, my mother's teaching. And my mother taught me, she said, do unto others as you would have them to do unto you. And I've lived by that uh, principle all of my life, um, and I continue to live by that principle. So, again, I want to say happy Mother's Day to all the mothers that are listening and to all the mothers who aren't listening. Um, You still deserve the honor, and uh, so, therefore, there you are. So, Again, I am honored, man. I am so excited about Five Smooth Stones. I still think that that is the the livest name and title of any any show. Um, Five Smooth Stones. It just causes me every time I hear it to think about my favorite 
Bible character whom of which I identify with, and that is none other than King David, who defeated Goliath, uh, uh, oh, yeah. the giant Philistine. So I am, I am, I am excited about the show. Um, I'm looking forward to just chopping it up with my boy Seth. Uh, like he said, we go way back. We go way back. We've shared the most intimate parts of our lives together and uh, our family uh, history and all this type of stuff. So um, I'm excited to be a part of Five Smooth Stones. Um, and I just thought about a scripture. Okay. Um, and the scripture is in, found in the book of John, the 10th chapter and the 10th verse. It's a very familiar scripture that said, The thief cometh not but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus said, I come, in one translation, that you might have life to the full till it overflows. And that is what I am in pursuit. That is actually kingdom living is life to the full and overflowing with fruit, mm. overflowing with fruit. And I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. I'm in pursuit of it. Amen. And uh, uh, yeah. like Seth said, I love the Father, man. I love the Father. He has been good to me. Um, and I don't take it lightly that... Uh, he chose me um, out of the muck and out of the mire. I don't t- take it lightly that he picked me up. I know this sounds clichéical, but he picked me up and turned me around and placed my feet on solid ground. I don't take it lightly. I don't take it lightly. I don't take it lightly. Again, I know it sounds clichéical, but it's a truth. It's a truth. In my life So I can't tell your testimony So let me tell mine Amen And God has been Mm -hmm. good to me God has been good to me So with that With with that being said um, Seth That's uh, pretty much my introduction Again I'm excited my brother Um, So I just say Lord have your way Yes, yes, yes. In fact, tonight is uh, Purcell and I are just going to just wing it like we would if y'all wasn't on the line. So bear with us. I'm telling you what's going to come out of our mouths. Not nothing stupid, but I'm just letting y'all know that we're going to really, really, right. really just let raw, keep it raw. And now tomorrow is Mother's Day. So I want to say something to you, and I want to um, – there's two things in my heart. They're kind of different, different topics, really, actually, two different topics. One of them is the church. How have we gotten so to where we have explained, worshipped, um, preached the Father out of the church? How do you have church and the Father is very rarely mentioned? And you make Christ the Father and all worshipers to Christ. Very confusing doctrine. Okay, um, and the another wow. topic I want to talk about is this kingdom uh, mindset, uh, 
preaching of the gospel of Christ versus what Christ preached about a kingdom, a government that his father was in charge of, the kingdom of God. Christ preaching that, and we're not preaching what he preached, but we preach something called a king. Uh, 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 we we, we talk about a gospel of Christ. Now, mm. I do think we need to be taught about Christ and what he has done and the contributions he made, his sacrifices, his blood, that that set us, that, that cleanses us from all sin. But he was sent as a father. It was a father idea to redeem us. And Christ came along and offered and sacrificed and paid, paid, paid his life that we may have life. So there's yes. much praise and honor and thanks go to Christ for carrying through what the father gave him. But it was the father's plan. And it baffles my mind how people talk about the father as though he's Christ and how that they don't know who the father, what his name is. They don't know. It's it's almost like there was this intention, say, say if I can't beat him, I'm going to join him. It's like the powers that be erased the father by making all the worship into the son. So once they were successful at erasing the father through doctrine, they take the son and they change his name. They get rid of Yeshua and they say it's now Jesus. Mm-hmm. They add Jesus. And Jesus, they when they give his name Jesus, they make him white. So they change the image of Christ and they change the name of Christ. And so now what you have is the earth worshiping this image of a white man, and the white man had nothing to do with the story. As far as yeah. whites being a people uh, had nothing to do with the story. As far as whites being a spirit, of course they had something to do with the story because they're human. But my point is, it was a it was it was an evil plot to get the the people of the earth to worship a certain image. Now when you ask the average human being to close your, close your eyes and think about the Lord's Supper and the Christ and his disciples, everybody, everybody see white images only. That right there is as satanic as it gets. So I often wonder, are people aware of that, that they have erased the father who has no pigmentation, no, no image, but the son does. But he was a dark-skinned man. Rastafari-looking guy, as I like to say it. And his name was uh-huh. not Jesus. It was Yeshua. So maybe hit that. That's on the table. And also what's on the table, I know tomorrow's Mother's Day, but I wanted to hear on the table this strong black woman illusion. As one person said, no nation that is respected is defined if the woman leads the nation, if their women is leading the nation, no nation is respected like that. African American yeah. is the only nation whose it's almost represented by women. It's yep. the weirdest thing, yep. and I've heard that we're not respected because of that. And while a lot of black women take that to be very 
They're very proud to hear that term, strong black woman. And we're proud to hear it, too. How far do you go with that? I mean, are they, I mean, what do we do about that? Do we just let it be and let them stay? You know, we don't want to get the weak black woman. But what about these other women, how they serve their men? Are they strong, too? Are black women the only strong women? What what these other women doing to their men, is that not strong strength? So I want to hit that, too. So, let's see, I mentioned about four things. I mentioned about three things, too, and I'd like you to just, whichever one we can talk about in a minute, all at one time, one at a time, just whatever comes to mind. But, folks, these are the topics I have on my heart. And Priscilla may have something else on his heart. But like we said, tonight's topic would be a mystery. This is the mystery solved. Again, what's on the table, everybody? What happened to the father? He has been erased out of churches. He really has been. There's been a diabolical plot, I believe, to take the father out of churches. And I could comment on that and talk about that with my brother here. And then, uh, of course, they create a figure, an image. They created this Jesus. They really did. I know, I, I don't want to get, get, get it twisted. The demons respect that name because the Father knows who you're calling on. If you say Jesus yeah. and you think about Mary's baby, water walker, uh, 55,000, and you go in his name and you're trusting in his blood, the, the blood you're thinking of in the scriptures, I think the Father and evil spirits and whole hell and the whole spirits were acknowledge what you're saying. Uh-huh. I really believe that. But if you want to be technical, his name is not Jesus. It could not have been. The J is not that old. And then, again, we're talking about the strong black woman. What does it mean? Does it mean other women? Uh, there's you know, it's not strong when they're standing beside their husband. You know, um, does this speak to the black man? Uh, maybe we just haven't caught up to a black woman, and, we, and they're doing everything right, and we're the ones uh, just dropping the ball. Uh, and then uh, here's another thing I didn't mention, but we can put this on the table as well. There's a lot of complaint about this strong black woman by a lot of black men that they're not respected. And this is major, major, and an old, old, old complaint. If I get another, if I had a dollar for every time I hear black men complaining about the power struggle in the home with them and the black woman, oh, my God. So, Priscilla, there you have it, power struggle uh, in the home with a strong black woman and, and just a strong black woman in general. What does it mean? Is it true? Is, is, is it something? Is it true that the nation will not be respected and, so, Heather, I'm going to let you take first shot at any one of those you like, and then I'll come behind you. Well, uh, the one that stuck out to me the most was the whole strong black woman piece, um, especially considering um, it's, it's Mother's Day. Uh, it's Mother's Day for me already uh, here in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, it's beyond 12 midnight. Um, but I can recall, uh, at one time I was working for, uh, the, um, 
um, Job Corps, Job Corps of Cincinnati. Um, and there was a young lady there who I end up getting to a very intense conversation with because she uh, was upset that I didn't say to her, happy Father's Day, okay? This is kind of flipped a little bit to this whole strong woman piece. Um, because her argument was because she was a single mother and his father or her father was a deadbeat and she had to do everything for the child. She had to be father and mother to the child. Um, She was upset. Because uh, I was going through and greeting the guys, you know, hey, happy Father's Day. It just happened to be Father's Day. And I was saying, happy Father's Day, my brother, and happy Father's Day, happy Father's Day. And I passed her, and she said, well, you didn't say happy Father's Day to me. But my response was, well, why would I say happy Father's Day to you? Because I was father and mother. I took care of him, and his daddy wasn't there, yada, yada, yada. I said, that still don't make you a father. I said, you a mother. And I said, well, Mother's Day roll around, I'm going to give you all the credit that's due your name. But at this juncture, you're not a father. It's not, <laughs> it's not possible for you to be a father because your genitalia don't match the identity of a father. So, of course, she was seething. She was seething. But that, but that, I... I tell you is the misnomer just because daddy wasn't there and mother took up all of the slack. Now I come from that. That's, that's the, that's the school I come from. So, and I'm very appreciative of what my mother did. My father was not there. He left when I was six years old. I didn't see him again until I was 13 years old. And then again, it was, had to be another at least, uh, seven to ten years uh, until we saw one another again. So he was very absent. But my mother understood that she was my mother. She wasn't my father and my mother. She was my mother. And she could only be my mother. The the The, the issue with this strong woman thing is the woman believing that she can usurp a man? Well, the problem with that is that that's not God's uh, original order. So what you're doing is when you do that, women, you buck against God's order. And God is a God of order. Amen. God is a God of order. And you, when you buck against God's order, there brings what's called dissension or um, con- you, you become contentious. Contentious mm-hmm. woman, the Bible said, is like rottenness to her husband's bones. So if you look at it from that perspective, 
Not to mention the Bible also said that uh, a false balance is an abomination, but a just weight is his delight. Why? Because he's a God of order. He's a God of order. And when you somehow believe that just because uh, this man who uh, aided you in developing this child, that you um, had to, you alone had to raise, does not give you the position as father. He's just not there. He's still his father. He's not an active father, but he's still his father. We, that's where a lot of the issue is coming from. We've taken away the credence of the father, a lot of which um, comes from we, we created for ourselves, for real, by those, those deadbeats who chose not to um, possible. And that's, that's basically what it is. You're just running from responsibility. But you don't stop being a father. Now, the, you never become what we understand to be a daddy. But you That's right. never stop. You never stop being a father. I watched uh, Seth. Uh, Seth and I are very involved in our children's lives. Seth is very involved in oh, my yeah. children's lives. I'm very involved in Seth's children's lives. I see over the years how Seth brought his children up. I saw how Seth would sit for hours, two hours, and and and, and share the gospel or share the Bible with them because there's a confusion where the gospel is concerned. So let me use let me not use that term. He would share the Bible with them. He would sit down and share the Bible with them, and I would think, man, that is awesome. That is awesome. And they would sit there. They, would, they wouldn't sit there pouting. They would sit there very attentively. And then even when, when, when my boy uh, was there, because it was just my oldest son at that particular time, um, they are, and, and, and my oldest son and Seth's oldest son, is ride or die buddies, okay? So they would both be sitting there along with uh, Seth's daughter, and my daughter at times would be there also. And um, he would, they would just be sitting there lapping up all of the information because Seth is a wellspring of knowledge and information and, and, and wisdom and the word. Uh, which is a good reason why we are good buddies. Because I said on one of the other shows, I said, if you are the smartest one in your circle, then you need to change your circle. Your circle. You know? So, but again, back to this situation that I found myself in with this young lady. Um, It was very puzzling. Well, before you go, before you, before you hit that person up, uh uh-huh. very interesting, very interesting how you put that with the whole first of all, thank you for the compliment with Chismo and all. I never take that for granted. I love hearing you say that because 
sometimes we forget what we've done. You have problems today, you forget what you put in them, and, and you need your friends and, and, and to re- re- rehearse what you've done. And you know, I was very serious about that, and I would animate it and, and make, do, do all kind of drama just to get those, them to remember uh, the scriptures and the history. I mean, literally of them draw the tabernacle and drew it and made a big deal out of epoch, the priest wore and the, and the 12 tribes on it. And so, again, thank you for bringing it up. This just brought up more memories you did that. But listen, yeah, the strong yeah, that was awesome. black woman, yeah, the strong black woman, I like your delivery. I like your angle. And, and, and ladies, just so you know, again, I, I'm the one that throwed it out there first. This is not a disrespect to black women. We have the highest, highest regard. It's probably too high. If anything, I idolize yeah. black women because we're definitely not trying to disrespect black women on this show, especially with Tamara being Mother's Day. Don't get it twisted. Yeah. What we're trying to do is arrest the enemy in our minds and our cause. He is a liar and a deceiver. And he, yeah. the black family, is suffering because of lies, deception, and ignorance. And I think sometimes this this persona, this, this strong black woman image is getting in the way of, of, of Bible strong male-female relationships. Uh, uh, yeah. Sometimes this strong black woman is getting in the way of, of uh, men feeling proud and cherished as a man as a leader. Absolutely. The black woman is getting Absolutely. the black woman is the most educated group in America. She is the most educated group in America. So by far she's more educated than the black male. But that does not mean that there's not an anointing on that man to be a leader. I know people That's right. understand that well how can you have a how can you have a degree and yet a man don't have a degree and you supposed to submit to him and you're more educated. That's because education is the state. Is state education. It's not state education. The wife may be state educated, certified by the state for this, that, and the other. But mm-hmm. life is not something that the state do. You can be speaking broken English and all of them be a better leader. And I just think mm-hmm. the Father blesses those women who submit to their to their to their husband. Now, there's a lot of guys that make it bad for all of us because when they get that kind of service, they get as they get that kind of dedicated wife, they abuse her, and, mm-hmm. and then everybody want to remember that case. Everybody want to go and remember that case, that abuse, and they'll throw that one or two cases up or how many cases it is. Whenever they see it don't work, everybody want to talk about that. But there are millions of times women uh, uh, submit to men and the men have the character to listen to their women and say, you know what, we're going to do it your way this time. We're going to do it your way. You have the better thought. You're smarter. I'm going to let you lead in this. I'm, I'm going to, you know. They, they, they still lead, but they lead off the woman's advice. They take her advice. If you can't yeah. do that because of your ego, you're, you, you're not a, you're a fool. I don't want to say a fool, but you are on an ego trip. And so, of course, we're not advocating that, but I'm just saying, y'all, listen to the show tonight. Again, I want to thank you for tuning to the Five Sister Network. Uh, I'm Brother Seth. 
We have on the line all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, Minister Purcell Porsche. Tonight is a mystery topic, but not a mystery anymore because we're talking about uh, a couple items that's on the table right now. Uh, We had tossed on the table um, about the strong black woman, among other things, and now we're hitting on that. But there's some other things on the table that we may get into, so y'all just stay tuned. But Purcell, I want you to go ahead and finish, but I just had to add that, you know, um, go ahead. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was good. And, um, I think, uh, you touched it, you touched on it. Um, it, it, what that strong woman persona has done, it, it is, it has taken away again, the, 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 the proudness of the black man because what it, what it has done is it it says to the black man okay if you so strong then what you need me for you know so he begins to feel um for lack of a better word he begins to he begins to feel um insecure for real because um, you in so many ways let him know that you could do with him or without him, you know? Um, and this is what a, a strong woman really looks like, if, if I may. A strong woman really is one who can not so much sit in the background, but a strong black woman is one who can encourage her man so much so that he is provoked to be and do everything that God intended for him to be and do. Okay without uh, competition, a spirit of competition. A strong black woman recognizes the the original order of God. The Bible said that the man is head of the woman. I didn't say it. We didn't say it. And then I, I, I hear you, I hear you, I hear you. Somebody's saying, well, what if you don't believe in the Bible? That don't change the fact that it's God's natural order. (laughs) Just because you don't believe it don't mean that Hmm. it's not the natural order. Now, it also, you should also take take into account that the Bible said honor Listen to how this scripture is quoted every time it's quoted. Honor thy mother and thy father, for the days should be long upon the earth. Again, I said, listen to how this scripture is quoted every time it's quoted. And you you might have a different uh, uh, testimony, but every time I've heard this scripture quoted, honor thy mother and father. For the days 
should belong upon this earth. Well, newsflash. That is not what the scripture says. The scripture says, honor thy father and thy mother, for your days shall be long upon the earth. Father comes Hmm. first. Father comes first. It's also important for you to know that the identity of the child comes from the father, not from the mother. See, what has happened is, uh, and we, we joke around about this a lot around this time, because, again, it's Mother's Day. We learned about Mother's Day coming up almost a month ago. Stores started preparing for Mother's Day almost a month ago. You could go out almost a month ago and get a Mother's Day gifts and things that reference Mother's Day. So we laugh and we joke about this because if you go to if you wait until too late tomorrow to try to go and get a card, there will be none left. However, when Father's Day rolls around, and I don't want to make this about fathers and mothers because we're talking about the discrepancy of the idea of the strong black woman. Mm -hmm. Um, So, but if you go too late tomorrow, you won't be able to get a card. Now, on Father's Day, first of all, you're going to hear probably about a week in advance that Father's Day is coming up, if that. And then when Father's, if you decide, okay, oh, it's Father's Day, I got to get a card today. There will be so many choices left. We laugh and we joke about this all the time. But really, I see it, I don't even get excited about Father's Day. Mm. Because it's played down so much. We've played Father's Day down so much to where you almost don't even remember when Father's Day come around. Because we have minimized the role of the father simply because of a few knuckleheads. It's like Seth said. Mm -hmm. uh, He's talking about the one who uh, uh, abuses the good woman. That's all we talk about. But we don't talk about all the ones who honor their they wife and really uh, uh, take care of her. We don't talk about that. We talk about the dogs, the one that uh, is operating out of infidelity, and, and we magnify them. Same way with Interesting. Uh, the strong woman. We magnify the situations where she had to do it. She had to do it. So we magnify her and minimize the male responsibility or the male or the father because of a few knuckleheads who chose not to take their responsibility, take their rightful place as a father. So uh, that's why I said in many instances, we've kind of kind of brought this 
foolishness on ourselves for real. But um, that's not even true because it it ain't all of us. Now, if it was all of us, then I could see us being in that that situation. I mean, it's a good number of them. Um, and I use the term us lightly because I've never had the thought of not being responsible as it relates to my children. I've never yeah. had that thought. As a matter of fact, I raised my oldest son by myself. As a matter of fact, I initially for a system with my oldest son and then took on the responsibility and he moved in with me or I brought him with me because I thought that uh, he was better off with me because another misnomer is that a mother can teach a young boy how to be a man. And that's not so. It's not so. You could teach. Well, first you all, could teach. Yeah, 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 yeah. Go no, ahead, finish that thought. No, no go you ahead, finish that you thought. Could, you could maybe teach him what maybe your father showed you. But in order to really be able to teach him how to be a man, you have to be a man. I just believe that. That's what I believe. Um, and I raised, like I said, yeah, I raised my son by myself. I went to the court system and I told them he lives with me. And it was, and it took for his mother to come to the court. And this is what she said to the court. And this is what got the monkey off my back. She said, and hold, hold, hold it for sale. Before you make that comment, Eric code nine oh three two seven nine will come at you after his after his final comment. Go right ahead, Purcell. Okay, she said she said he is better off with his dad. This is wow. what freed me from that system. After I had been uh for for years saying to her saying to them, he lives with me. I'm taking care of him, pulling me in and out of here, whereas I have to take off work and jeopardizing my livelihood when I'm telling you he lives with me. So it took for her to come down there and tell them he is better off with his dad. Wow. And I took the responsibility as a badge of honor. And, and, and folks, again we're, not, again, we're not dogging out the women tonight. Of course, tomorrow, today, really, is, is, is Mother's Day, and we definitely will not do that. And uh, we're not going to slap the slap in the face to a, a strong black woman and say and disrespect uh, uh, our women that have pretty much carried this nation. Uh, uh, and, and keep in mind, name the black men couldn't uh, or, or wouldn't. It's just it, it is it is somewhat they couldn't, but it's that it's not that they wasn't trying to. It's just that the mm-hmm. powers of the only want to deal with the female versus the male, and that's how any powerful people do. They always want to deal with the female versus the male. It's not it's not nothing new under the sun. But we do have a question or comment again, folks. You listen to the on Network tonight. We're talking about the strong black woman. Negative uh, things about that, uh, looking at it, looking at good things about it, first of all, 
how we respect yeah. women that get it done, respect women that sacrifice, Absolutely. respect Absolutely. women that have uh, loved our, 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 their men, their man, love their children, love their nation, died for their nation, fought for their nation, started with Harriet Tubman and anybody else even before her that won't get the recognition that Harriet Tubman got. There's been a lot of Harriet Tubman. So we're not throwing women under the bus. That's not what we're doing. What we're trying to say is, is the enemy, does the enemy, is the enemy using the power that be to divide our families? Is the enemy Absolutely. using, playing, toying with the strong black woman, painting our nation uh, uh, who is led by this woman, blowing them up, hyping them up, and using it. Women can be used because of their makeup emotionally. They can easily be manipulated. That's why you need a man and a woman. But let's go to the phone lines. Eric Holt, 903-279. Please give us your name and the city you're calling from. Your line is now open. Go ahead and say hello to the people. Shalom, shalom, brothers and sisters. How y'all doing? Doing What's well, on, sir. Doing my brother, well. how you doing? We don't have no All right, this brother Ken like... went out of Tyler, Texas. Okay, Tyler, brother Texas. Ken, okay. I remember you. I remember you. Yes, sir. Good to hear from you, brother. Uh, Sister All Eliana right, is not on tonight. Sister Eliana is not on tonight, so it's just us brothers. You got brother Seth, myself, and you got brother Minister Purcell Porsche all the way from Cincinnati, Ohio, on the line. But go ahead, uh, brother Casper, and hear from you in a while. What's on your heart? All right, I just I I got a couple of things I want to add to the uh, conversation. I just kind of popped in, y'all. I just got the last little uh, minute or so of conversation, but um, yes, I think you're exactly right. Uh, uh, since the beginning of time, that's uh, been a known philosophy on uh, how to destroy uh, a people. Is uh, you lift mm. up that woman, man. You know what I'm saying, and, and put down the man, um, yeah. and mm-hmm. then it leaves the whole. Uh, generations it affect them from generations um uh, and how to counter that um we still working on the formula to really counter that man we haven't really got it down you know just packed uh we came real close in the 60s and 50s uh but as you mm-hmm. know another device is to knock us right back down man um uh, with yeah. the mm-hmm. crack cocaine and things of that sort you know but uh yeah he, he gets a lot of the de- uh devices are in play to keep us where we at today. But uh, hats off to the women. Uh, I'm glad to see them winning. I really do. But when you look at the whole grand scheme of things, um, it's uh, nobody wins unless they let them win. You know what I mean? So uh, black women are winning, uh, and that got to be, um, uh, I ain't going to call it a trap, but it's more of a uh, something to put down the black man, you know? Uh, uh, keep us wow. down. Uh, I do. Wow. I, I don't want to take the, the, you know, the the. They worked real hard to get to where they at. You know, I don't want to take that away. Right. But when you right. look at the whole grand scheme of things, man, um, mm-hmm. you know, they don't need a man. It just it's fuel for the fire for that. Um, mm-hmm. But yes. yeah, hats yes. off to my yes. mom. Uh, she did. Yeah, she raised four kids up, and. Uh, I, I didn't really hear my dad's side of the story till I was uh, a grown man, basically. And mm-hmm. uh, but once I got to hear his side of the story, <laughs> uh, he turned out to be all right, dude, man. I'd have to give him a chance, you know. Uh, I could take oh, really? everything my mom told me about him, you know, 
and that and hey and just walked with that like a lot of uh, uh sons do uh, mm-hmm. but I chose to hear him out <laughs> you know and yeah. I think that's the that makes all the difference in the world man you know absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. and that's uh, very so, yeah yeah so I just uh uh-huh and uh just wanted to kind of add that little two bit in there man it's good to uh, be on the show again, man. Uh, I'm happy you got it up and going, and I'm looking to participate here on out, man. Well, oh, we're going to be awesome. late on awesome. uh, sun- Saturday nights and Sunday nights. It'll be 11 o'clock start, but on Mondays we'll be back to 8 o'clock. So the crew will probably join us. They say they're going to join me on Mondays and not the, the weekend, Saturdays and Sunday nights. It's too late, like tonight. But Brother Purcell Purcell don't mind. He's on the East Coast. I mean, he's our uh, later. But he still don't mind. So just know we're gonna be late, but uh, we are back 11 o'clock uh, p.m. again on Saturdays and Sundays at 8 o'clock on Mondays. Brother Casper, uh, as you know, you can come back on and ask more questions if you like. Those of you on the phone lines, you can be like Brother Casper, come on and ask your questions, or in the five six on the five six on that, which you can ask questions more than once. So if you have you don't have any other comments, I'm gonna go ahead and put you back on hold. Percent, any comments uh, off of what he said? Anything? Any feedback to the brother? Yeah, man, I uh, that that was he was spot on, man. He's spot on. Uh, it's been a it's been a plot uh, from the very beginning. Um, they had a game plan. They had an ulterior motive. Uh, even still today, you know, um, I think it's going to be important for the strong woman. And again, we don't want to take anything away. I I, I um, I, I echo what Seth was saying is we don't want to take anything away from a strong black woman. Um, and it's not a disrespect move. It's not a shot at you. Um, however, now my mama used to say the hit dog will holler. And I used mm. to wonder what that meant, but um, she used to say the hit dog will holler. So now what the reason I said that is, now, for the strong black woman, okay, now I ain't scared of you, so I'm going to say what I'm about to say. Uh, for the strong black woman who has bought the lie, mm. uh, shame on you. Shame on you. Mm. Uh, because because you, my sister, as strong as you are, are perpetuating the cycle. So... Mm. Um, um, that's all I would that say was about that. But again, I respect the black woman mainly because of my situation. I have reason to respect the black woman because I lived under the black woman. My mama raised me, and I saw my mama wasn't no punk. Uh, my mama mm. took care of us, for real took care of us. You know, she made sure that nobody else would mistreat us. Um, So uh, I got mad respect. My wife is a strong black woman. Um, I got mad Mm. respect for the strong black woman. My wife's friends are strong black women, you know, who actually uh, look as well, like the scripture said, to their household. Um, So, uh, yeah. Again, though, I want to I want to reiterate. Um, I don't have an issue with the strong black woman, but if this, if you're the strong black woman who has bought 
the lie, hook, hook mm. line, and sinker, then you, my sister, are perpetuating the cycle. And again, shame on you. Shame on you. And um, I think what Purcell is saying, if I can, if I can come behind him, I think if he if he would say it, I think he would say this, and he'll correct me. Believe me, if anybody correct me, he'll correct me. I think what he's saying is if you willingly, deceivingly, knowingly, know, seeing the plot, seeing you being used, and still want to be a player, he's right. Shame on you. Because you're in yeah. sin. But if you deceive and you don't know it, you think this is the way it go, and, and you know, you just, because we've got a lot of people that don't know. But, Percep, uh, just so we will hold Mr. Um, Castleberry, any con- last comments, Mr. Castleberry? Sorry for having you wait there, but I want Percep to get all that out. Any other last comments, yeah. sir? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, it's all good. I'm listening, man. Okay, I'm going to go put you back on hold. And y'all, we're gonna take a quick little break, and I want y'all to hear uh, something about a, a, a little a little piece I found about the strong black woman uh, stereotypes. And uh, so, brother Cassie, go ahead, put him on hold. Percy, uh, you okay with the break? A quick little break here. Yes, sir. Yep, I'm good. Okay, uh, folks, we're gonna take a quick little break, and then we will. Um, y'all gonna hear some. <laughs> this is gonna be very interesting to see uh, what y'all think of this. All right, we just I just want to see what y'all think of this right here. Um, this is again talking about uh, stereotyping the strong black woman, and uh, <laughs> I found this. I think this is very neat. So we'll be right back after this short little break. because you've seen her so many times. She's bold, fierce, an unflinching, seemingly invincible black lady. But you got me twisted, OG. I'm always gonna eat. In media, you can see the idea that the black woman being this superwoman. The caricature isn't only used to shape fictional personalities in pop culture. It's also a standard to which society holds all African-American women. And it is that mindset that is passed down to African-American girls and women from generation to generation. But there's a problem. I don't think it's very sustainable at all. And if it is sustainable, if a person survives living this way, we would need to take a really good look at their health. I think the superwoman syndrome is this suffering in silence. Hey fam, I'm Imayan, and this Sunday on AJ Plus, we're looking at what the ramifications are when society expects black women to be super. of the most popular dramas on American television right now center on black women with seemingly limitless emotional strength. Scandal's Olivia Pope is known as much for her wardrobe as her ability to endure, and how to get away with murders Annalise Keating spends each season carving out solutions for law students who refuse to stay in their lane. Never take a learning opportunity away from another student. 
No matter how smart you need everyone to think you are. Annalise and Olivia have repeatedly showed audiences how to win, and those wins almost always come at the expense of themselves. The fictional creations are two examples of what clinical psychologist Jazz Keys calls the superwoman syndrome. Black women are always in this state of figuring it out, conquering it all, being this warrior, being of infinite strength. The black superwoman persona didn't originate with Olivia Pope, Annalise Keating, or any of the countless black female characters who exhibit the same attributes. Before the black superwoman character was a part of any script or screenplay, the idea that was being handed down was in the black community. In her 2011 book, Sister Citizen, Melissa Harris Perry said the strong black woman stereotype was developed to combat tropes like the Mammy, the Jezebel, and Sapphire. These are gendered stereotypes you may recognize. The Mammy was born out of a post-Civil War America longing for antebellum days. She's an asexual grandmother type dedicated to fulfilling the needs of a white family, much like Hattie McDaniel's character in Gone with the Wind, who literally was called Mammy. There's the Jezebel, which hypersexualizes black women. It depicts black women as having inappropriate and insatiable sexual appetites, much like you see in many music videos. And then there's Sapphire, which you know more commonly as the angry black woman stereotype. She's loud, emasculating, and verbally abusive, like Gabrielle Union's character Eva in 2003's Delivers from Eva. The superwoman idea was meant to buck stereotypes like those, and now he says it's become a part of black women's subconscious. This is something that is subconsciously embedded in our psyche and also in others that black women can endure so much or have endured so much and still rise to the top. There are even songs dedicated to this idea, like Karen White's aptly titled Superwoman, which spent 18 weeks on the Billboard charts between 1988 and 1989. That song is one way you may have seen the Superwoman syndrome embodied. Here's another on the opposite side of the spectrum. I'm a strong black woman. He says the mythology surrounding the black superwoman can be as empowering as it is detrimental. The thought of always being seen as strong and resilient may seem complimentary, but the superwoman ideal has some substantial negative effects on black women's health. It's so impactful that psychiatric nurse Cheryl Giscombe has spent the last 15 years studying the psychological stress and health of black women. She's developed what she calls the black superwoman schema and says there are five characteristics of the black superwoman. One is a perceived obligation to present an image of strength. The second is a perceived obligation to suppress emotions. The third is resistance to vulnerability or dependence on help from others. The fourth is a motivation to succeed despite limited resources. And the fifth is prioritization of caregiving or providing care to others in contrast to balancing that with self-care. Giscombe says these factors are very likely impacting black women's health in ways that aren't really being considered or widely researched. She added that the superwoman schema can affect things like sleeping habits, relationships, and even diet. The Center for Disease Control says more than half of African-American women older than 20 are obese. African-Americans also develop high blood pressure more often and at an earlier age than their white and Hispanic counterparts. Even within that troubling statistic, there's even more worry for black women. More of them have high blood pressure than black men. Then there's the effect of network stress. That's when you carry stressors because someone in your circle is experiencing stress. When we compared directly experienced stress to network stress, we found that for African-American women, um, network stress was just as 
powerful contributor to overall emotional distress, as was the personally directly experienced stress. Kiskombe says those stress levels may help explain black women's morbidity and cancer rates. Some of the statistics related to morbidity related to breast cancer may be stress-related because African-American women are not more likely to experience breast cancer, but they are more likely to die of breast cancer, and some of that is related to delayed health-seeking. And then there's something else. Could it be possible this superwoman complex is having an adverse effect on black birth rates in the U.S.? African-American women have twice the rate of low birth weight, preterm delivery, and infant death or infant mortality. And um, it cannot be completely explained by things such as limited insurance or limited access to health care. Gustambe says those disparities still exist even among highly educated black women. She believes health professionals should consider the superwoman schema when researching illnesses and prescribing health care regimens. She wants more researchers to try and determine the direct links between the superwoman schema and African-American women's health. Both Kisgumbe and Key say a substantial factor in black women's health stems from their focus on caregiving. This even plays out in fictional portrayals, like when Olivia Pope was driven to kill and Annalise Keating spiraled into alcoholism. They're the host, so everyone needs them all the time, whether it be to make decisions, whether it be to fix things, whether it be to clean up messes. They're always the person coming in and being the savior. No one paid attention to the fact that they were suffering in silence until the point of them having a nervous breakdown or turning to alcohol. He says even while these superwomen are breaking down, they're not allowed to process their own emotions because everyone else is relying on them. The superwoman syndrome is that part where often at night and you know we're suffering in silence because we're never saved. No one is ever caping for us. This is a lesson that really resonated with her after she became a mother. My daughter expedited my healing process in a way that nothing else could have ever done and I believe it caused me to really take a deep evaluation into what did I believe about my womanhood. I didn't want her to associate her life as a black woman with your ability to endure and withstand a great deal of pain and still be able to say, well, I'm strong enough to get through that. Both Keys and Gascombe say the first step to ensuring the health of black women is reminding them to take care of themselves. They believe philanthropy starts with self. At some point, you know, you're going to have to learn how to save yourself, and, and that is that radical self-love and that radical self-care. Hey, guys, thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to like. Okay, folks. Let y'all think of that right there. My goodness. Suffering. Sounds like they're suffering. Uh, Brother Priscilla line is now open. Um, what do you think of that? That's a lot right there, wasn't it? It seemed like yeah, they really have it yeah. hard. It's like, <laughs> goodness. Never thought of those angles. I want to share that with everybody. Yeah, that was what a, you, that what, was what a lot. What thoughts come to mind when you hear that? That was a lot. Priscilla, what uh, comes to mind? That whole Jezebel thing. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Uh, that was so much. That was that was that was loaded. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she she uh, hit a lot of different 
the, the, I guess the gist behind it all was there's a lot she's carrying to keep up with this persona. And it's a trick. You know, you get to walk around and say, I'm educated, I got a degree. And if you, if you, and some people don't have a degree. But I'm saying those that are educated and got it going on, got their own home, they own this, they own that. It's a lot to stick your chest out for. It really is. In America, make sure you get your own. They have a way of really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They have a way of really decorating women, black women, that is professionals, especially if, if if they don't really want to deal with the black men. If it's one of those jobs where you're like the only black there, uh, they will make over you. They'll love you. you. You'll see some, I don't think it's real love, but you'll see whites really happy for you because you're not a threat. It's just you, especially, again, if it's just, just a one or two. They will love on you, decorate you, blow, make over you, and you will feel like you truly love. It's a trick. But I like that video, that audio, because it talked about the pain. That was a lot. Like you say, it was loaded. All types of stuff. Yeah. Yes, I understand they're trying to combat the Angel Mama stereotypes, the Jezebel stereotypes, the loud, arrogant um, uh, black woman as well. Um, but it's a trick. It, it's just a trick for self. It's yeah. a trick, man. Yeah. They are in a lot of pain to try to carry a nation. They have to work with their man. They have to be. Uh, 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 Absolutely. Understand whatever's happening on that job when you leave it, that's it. You have a home, you have a hierarchy, you have a head, and you are to submit to that man. And if he got any kind of sense, especially if you're educated. Now, again, education education, and education is a state thing. It may not have very much weight in the home that's not ran by a state. I mean, when somebody can wash dishes, you don't need a degree for that. Somebody can sweep. You know, you need a, you know, you need ideas um, for how to budget. You may not necessarily need a degree for that. So most of the things in home, right. most things that cause trouble, strife like sex and, and communication, you don't need a degree for that. Most of the things that cause problems in divorces, you don't need a degree for that. So you're not going right. to need that degree to have a good marriage pretty much. You're going to need that degree to make a living. But I think once you walk at home, ladies, men, gentlemen, that degree has its weight outside of the home. It's what's going to cause you to make more money, um, you know, for the family. And hopefully, you don't say our money. Hopefully, you say our money and not your money. That's a no no. Right. But um, right. I, I just, I just, I just. This, this, this topic right here really, really. I should have not made the topic mystery. I should have just put the topic name on it. Because I think of the people yeah. that really tune in more to it, and it's a shame. Yeah. I probably, I think I'm going to change it after the show and put the actual something along the lines of you know, strong black woman something. So y'all look for me to change the name, but I promise you, it is a trick. And here's another thing: we didn't talk about this earlier. Uh, and and Mr. Castleberry, your hand is up. Go ahead and press it once, and your hand will go down. If you need to comment again. There you go. Your hand went down. So if you need to comment later, press one. And those of you on the phone line, if y'all need to comment, like uh, Mr. Castleberry, simply press one, and we'll bring you on. Those of you in the chat room, stay stay where you're at. If you have any questions, prep, um, uh, um, type your questions. Uh, remember, put question marks before and after your question so it'll stand out in the chat room 
while you're checking there. Um, you may have, back a, you may have a saying. comment, uh, Seth. Mr. Kelly may have a comment. He know the press one. I just said that. Trust me. He know the press one. Okay. Yeah, he yeah, just yeah. pressed You said his hand was up, though, right? His hand was up. His hand, his hand was up from earlier, but he do have a comment. Oh, he just okay. went back okay. up. So that, that means he definitely have a comment now. So let's go back to the phone lines again. This is a regular. He used to call a lot, so he's more than welcome to ask you. This question and, and Brother Casper, your line is open nine zero three two seven nine. Go ahead with your question and comment. Uh, yes, uh, just kind of, I kind of got a little confused right there, but yeah, I know my hand was still up, my bad, man. But uh, yeah, my 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 comment would be uh, that uh, consciousness, uh, black consciousness, being just falling back in love with our blackness. Uh, uh, Seems like as we go forward, the the narrative is that we're all the same and blended in colors. We're all in different colors, and I think that's what's hypnotizing to our black women is that they're still looking forward to the future. But uh, to to my opinion is that whenever you make it up so high and you forget to bring up the black man right along with you, or do they feel like the black man is already up high? But if you literally just look around, you will see our black men are in bad shape. Uh, we were still getting killed and in prison um, and just dying off early. So you would think if our black woman was conscious enough that even though she reached at a higher height, uh, a, a natural response is to do whatever she can to lift up the black man. You know what I mean? Form all different mm-hmm. type of organizations just for that. But we don't see that, right? We see that her gloating in the new power that she got and uh, and being super picky on who she wants to, you know, be with or whatever or bouncing around everywhere. Um, yeah. And, you know, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a sad situation, you know. Let, yeah. let, let me kind of piggy, yeah. piggyback, uh, comment on what you just said because I know you, you, you a lot of people probably won't like what you just said. But I think it's a trick. <laughs> I think a lot of people are upset with you at that page, too. But I think, I, I feel you, though. I think you're right. And I think what's happening is when things are going so good for you, first thing you're going to look at is your mate. You've been looking at white power all day long. You've been looking at white males do their thing and do their thing well, and they do it without very little effort it seems. They have everything lined up. And then you come home and they're just guy who can't get a job, can't this, can't that. He's talking about the system. You almost want to hit the roof because in your world, men make things happen in your job, on your job. So to see this husband of yours saying he can't progress among his job, he can't go higher, or maybe he don't want to go higher because he keeps trying now, he just don't care no more. This is causing a lot of divorces. If they don't divorce physically, they divorce spiritually, they're together, they're really not together. This causes tension. And this is what I mean by the strong black woman getting played. And some of this is not her fault. The black men have to be wise, too. It is easy to feel intimidated by this woman because that's what money does. You're struggling with your whatever $14 an hour, and she's sitting there making 35 or $40 an hour. 
it can be very intimidating. She can say all she wants, yeah. our money, our this, our car, our home. But whenever she gets upset, she can't help saying my car. When y'all have that verbal fight, my <laughs> money, this is my this, my oh, yeah. And I, I tell women this all the time, not women, when I'm in conversation, women and men, when a woman say that to you, women, please hear me. When you say that to a man, it's going to take God for him to forgive you. Because those that hurt, when you have a woman undermine you financially and say, that's my car. She ain't got to say it but once in her life. That just that one yep. time, that's my car. And when you're driving from now, it ain't going to be the same. And I think that's why a lot of men cheat. It goes to another woman that don't say that. They either yeah. they either gonna have to, they they either forgive the woman because God gives them the strength to forgive her for saying such a stupid comment, or they are gonna make her pay. If they stay with her and keep smiling, she's gonna pay some kind of way for that comment because that's just the way it is. A man is not made to be talked to like that. There he is working, 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 but his work is not marketed at forty dollars an hour. It's marketed at fifteen dollars or fourteen dollars an hour, whatever you make. I don't know. I'm just mixed throwing numbers out there. There you are making forty dollars an hour, and so your check is going to be double or triple his. And he, you know, he's trying to look over it and work together. But you're looking and you're working with men that make more than you make. You're working with men that make not. It don't matter if they're white. They may even they may even be black. But most of the time, it's white males they work with that make more. And they see him doing it effortless, effortless. They see white men, men just come in and just enjoy their life, go after stuff and get it done. They don't complain. Then they got to come home. So all I'm trying to say is this whole thing is set up crazy, man. It's set up crazy. Man. I don't mean to talk, talk, talk oh, yeah. that long, but uh, Brother Kenwood, any comments on what I was saying? Well, first of all, do you have any comments on what Brother Kenwood said? No, I'm, I'm good, brother. No, I'm talking per se. Oh, yeah. Per se, you have any comments? Any to, what, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Say, so I put him on back on hold. Yeah, that's interesting. That's interesting that he uh, brought that up because w- before he said what he said, I was thinking along the lines of um, them getting trapped in the idea of sometimes they welcome the competition. Uh, I remember I just watched a movie uh, just recently with uh, your girl. Uh, oh shoot, um, Tracy Moore it was, it was the, the guys Tracy Morgan and um, shoot, I can't think of it right now. It'll come to me maybe later. Anyway, I was he was just about getting out of prison. No, his Tracy son, Morgan was. Uh, Tracy Morgan's son was a, a basketball star, and oh, she was working God. for this firm, uh, that uh, a firm of agents, and she was the only female agent, and all the mm. other ones were white men, and so she kind of mm. got played, but uh, she was in competition with them, and she was in such competition as where she had started with in this relationship with this guy who was a real good guy, hardworking guy, had a 
He was a single father, and she used him as a prop to uh, try to get a deal. In other words, what she did was she created this false family, you know, like they was a false family, and she brought them around her colleagues to make it look like just to win um, Tracy Morgan, who was the father, just to win his um, his vote for her to be their agent. Um, she created this persona of her being having this family, and uh, she used this black guy who actually really was feeling her, and it went all bad for him. Uh, of course, at the end, you know, long story short, at the end they came back to, you know, she understood the error of her ways and came back. But uh, my point I was making was the whole uh, uh, competition piece. And that's a lot of what a lot of households are going through, which is why uh, the male will struggle uh, with her making more money. Um, Not necessarily because she's downplaying him uh, and, and of course, there's always an exception to a rule because you have a, to the rule because you always have you always have that too, where she's downplaying him. But then you also have on the flip side of that, you have this dude that's insecure, that is struggling mm-hmm. with the fact that she make more money than him. She don't she don't uh, shove it down his throat to make him feel bad. He just no insecure. He's just insecure and in himself. And Priscilla, huh? just in the, I'm going back and forth. I'm defending the black woman now. I'm defending the black man. It's hard not to be intimidated by that kind of money, man. That's it, true. It, it, it's hard. I used to try, I used to, when I was single, okay, I had, this car that Seth calls <laughs> Salvation. <laughs> now this was a big, big, big clunker, uh, old school clunker. My my hey, plan was hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on, hold on, yeah. brother Kenwood. Since his line is open, we'll just leave you on the line, Ken, brother Kenwood. Let me ask you this: How much time you got? Can you co-host? You only got like. Uh, twenty minutes left. You okay, or are you in a rush? No, 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 man. I'm I'm in for the long run, brother. Oh, okay. Well, none of the other callers have got their hand up. Anybody else with their hand up? We'll put Brother Kingwood on hold and come to you. But right now, we're gonna just go ahead and let him ride with us as another coach. We got three men here, so ladies, just know we they're very different men. We got a different in, in, in opinion, so this should be good as we continue to talk about the strong black woman, the pros and the cons, always much respect for our sisters. And, again, happy Mother's Day um, for you, those of you that enjoy this episode. Okay, so go ahead, Priscilla. I just wanted to just uh, say it to him. Go ahead. To drive this, this car. Uh, I can't remember exactly what car it was, uh, but Seth used to call oh, it I'm salvation. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. I forgot why I interrupted you. I interrupted Purcell because he said the name of the car was Salvation. Let me tell everybody why I called the car Salvation. The reason <laughs> I called the car Salvation. <laughs> the reason I called the car Salvation, everybody, is because if I ever had a wreck in the car, I knew nothing on my body would be broken. 
I won't even be caught. The other car is going to be demolished. The other car is going to be total. But Salvation was such a metal, old-school car. I knew I was fine. I can even let the windows down. Ain't nothing going to be – I'm saved. As long as I drive that car, I'm saved. Oh, Galaxy 500. Oh, <laughs> yeah. It was a – it was serious. It was some yeah, old school. Like Go that. ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, so I said I said all that to say uh, that was just a little funny piece of what where I was going with this. Um, <laughs> I've always been, well, not not always been, but I think um, the the um, my love for God and His uh, presence in my life has brought a boldness about me. And I never had an issue talking to the prettiest girl or the finest chick, you know. And he would say, man, you driving up in the car like that, trying to, talking to this chick here and this, that. And I'm like, bro, it don't matter. <laughs> it don't matter. And, and, I, and, and, I, you know, and I said that to say, because most girls in this particular car, most women would look at this car like, ugh. You know, <laughs> is that what he is that what he driving? <laughs> you know, but bro, I I did not care. I did not care. It didn't matter. I knew who I was. I knew what type of character I had. I knew I was a man of integrity. I knew I, I felt like I was a catch, regardless to what I was driving. So, oh, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah, I. I or you know, so I, I just said that to say that um, uh, many times we as we as black men fall in this trap also of the, the whole insecurity piece, um, and it's not even on the woman. But then, because we're talking about the strong black woman, we do have those women who somehow lord over that man. Because yeah. of their position and because of um, what they have. or And I've been in this situation where I've been hit with, this is my house, you know, and I'm like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Have, you ever, have, you ever, have you experienced that, Brother Casabere? Uh, Well, yeah, uh, I've been married since I was 19, fellas. And um, <laughs> I, 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 you know, I, um, uh, sent my wife to school to be a nurse, uh, and uh, before I knew it, she graduated. She's making uh, some money, uh, pretty good money, man, and the uh, next thing I know, something came over me, man, to make me want to, I ain't going to say compete, but uh, I, it pushed me to go a little higher. I, I wanted to go back to school, uh, but I was just driven to try to get it on my own, man. Um, and I went through okay. this process of bouncing from different job to job just to try to match mm. her pay. <laughs> and uh, I kept shooting and climbing higher. Um, and I finally got there, man. And when I got up to where I'm making a little bit more than her, I felt this little, uh, like, my manhood, you know. Like, I am the, you know, breadwinner of the household, man. And while we're all prosperous, um you know, I had some ups and downs. The jobs just wasn't stable. I found myself mm-hmm. getting knocked back down. 
Now I'm trying to shoot myself way back up. And, and, and my long story short, uh, I've, I've, I've wound up falling in love with truck driving. And now I'm pursuing uh, this, uh, trying to have my own business, driving my own truck, being gone from home. I got four kids at home, all in elementary. And, uh, oh, wow. and, and when I look back at it, is it because she was making more money while making these choices and getting the truck and staying gone like this? Is is that all in my, you know, is that all in my mind? You know, I could uh, find a local job making, you know, uh, at home more. I, mm-hmm. I had to meditate, but listen to this conversation made me go into deep thought on what really pushed me into, you know, taking it to this extreme uh, and hoping to, you know, Break the bank open for say you know kind of say you know just so I can be uh, remain the the bread main breadwinner. I mean you know uh, that's just something to think about you know. Uh, but yeah yeah that's my story man and uh, it does affect the man when the woman makes pretty good. It's, you know my whole point to it, uh, and it just kind of made me be you know uh, go even harder. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. but I never once, I never once really just, you know, uh, rubbed it in her face or nothing, you know. But uh, I, I got to say, man, if I be honest, man, it, it affected me to make me want to, you know, go harder. Go ahead. Very well. Yeah, that mm-hmm. was very well put. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Patel. Yeah, and that was another point I was going to make, too. Um, when she does make more than you, it. That's what I. That's what I was saying when I said it. Sometimes it will provoke you to want to do more, you know. Um, and it's not even about uh, uh, insecurity or anything like that. It's just a matter of uh, now you've been. There's a fire that lit up under you, just because uh, to match up with who you are actually supposed to be. And we're actually supposed to be. uh, I don't believe that we're necessarily supposed to be the breadwinner, but I do believe that we're supposed to be the leader of our house. Economy is the woman has to uh, want to be led or allow you to lead. Because, Mm. again, Oftentimes, she could be, um, she could be your springboard for real, or she could be, like we were talking about earlier, she could be a contentious woman, and she could be rottenness to your bones. You know, uh, um, mm-hmm. women, women really have an innate power uh, that comes along with them that if they really understand how to move and shake where their man is concerned, the Bible said for them to be subject to their own husband. The Bible didn't command them or give them instruction to love us. Right, right. Oh, yeah. And a hush and a hush fell over the room. But <laughs> it didn't instruct them to love us. The Bible told us to love her as Christ loved the church. But the Bible told them to be subject to their own husband. 
Just be subject. Just listen. Good. You know, Absolutely. just listen and be attuned, you know, to your husband. Um, oh, yeah. Share in the, in the leadership. Be subject share? to the leadership of your own husband. Mm, right, right, right. Yeah. So when you said um, share, it, you said share. Hold a second, Priscilla. You said share is the question that uh, Brother Kenwood. Yeah. You yeah, 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 yeah. Like that, uh, like share. Can... <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, I, I was just reflecting on my situation uh, again. Is that when I noticed that when she uh, started making more money, I noticed her personality kind of shifted uh, and uh, being more aggressive. Uh, you know what I'm saying? And uh, there was mm-hmm. plenty of times where I would have to like, like you know, like what's wrong with you? You know? <laughs> mm-hmm. And I guess all that together was the fuel. And man, let me go on and make some more money, man, because I can't have this before it get out of hand. You know? <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I I kind of was losing my fire, man. You know, uh, uh, just being she was able to make moves and uh, asking me if I got my half. You know, when we go, you know, something I started not to have my half. You know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I felt that shift, man. You know, and so yeah. I had to get out there and come get it, man. <laughs> Yeah, I know that's yeah. right. I know that's right. <laughs> but but well, well, li- well, listen, brothers, I really appreciate this dialogue, and I hope ladies are, and men are understanding, ladies and gentlemen, understanding that we just three so-called African American men who I think is your life, but that's another topic. Uh, but the bottom line is, we do represent a lot of, I think, feelings of a lot of males. At the end of the day, Purcell said it. Brother Casper uh, even said it as well. We are simply wanting to lead our family. It don't matter what yeah. the state have authorized in the woman, giving her degree, papers, or promoting yeah. her own job. We respect those, the hard work she's doing to get those accolades. We think some yeah. of it may be given to her uh, as a trap. To, because they don't want to deal with the black man for sure, and if they don't elevate black people some kind of way, they're going to get in trouble with the government. If they if they sitting up keeping black, if they allow black women to climb a little bit, they get in trouble with the government. So they rather prefer the black woman than black man. We all know that. But I just think no matter how intelligent sisters you are, that that man has the authority. He may not have the knowledge. As far as what you want him to have, he may not have a degree. Is what I'm trying to say. He may may not be state authorized. If that's all the degree that's means. Doctor. But again, yeah. most divorces happens because of either money, sex, or communication. They say that's the top three. Communication yep. has nothing to do with no degree. I don't think. I think. I don't think so. There's too many people that can communicate and marry forever. And sex, of course, that don't have to do no degree. Now, the money... Yeah, now, there is a degree, science but... in communication, though. Say that again? There, there, is a science, there is a science in communication, though, Seth. There is I think a it's science, important, but it's not, it's, not, 
It's not legislated by colleges. It's being transparent. You can be backwards, back English, broken English, as long as you're transparent with each other. After all, that's how you met. If the person don't know how to communicate, you wouldn't have liked them in the first place. So just the way y'all end up getting together, if you pick that backwards-speaking person, then stick with what got you there and just be transparent with your feelings. Let her know if she's hurting you, you're hurting her. Be apologetic. Mm-hmm. Be forgiving. Mm-hmm. I promise you, you will have no communication. Most communication issues is because somebody is hiding something and there is not forgiveness. That's my two cents. Or... Or um, we just don't understand our language, the, the differences of our languages. Mm-hmm, one way, mm-hmm. to, one way to categorize it is uh, men are. I think somebody, I think it was a white man that wrote a book called "Men Are from Mars and Women Are from Venus." I think. But right. one of the and, things, and the six like, languages of love. That's another one. The five so, languages, even those five that you, I want you to finish. The, the five languages, but even all of that, if you are transparent and you right. tell your wife what is bothering you, it will, it will, it will, it transcend all of those books you're saying. It, it all boils down with how transparent and honest and forgiving. You show me somebody that's transparent, honest, and forgiving, and I guarantee you, it don't matter what language, love language they speak in, and she's saying, I like gifts, and she said to him, that's what I like. He knows it. What are you going to do? There ain't no. But if she's sitting up saying, well, you ought to know. You should read my mind. Okay, then y'all don't have problems. But if you're sitting up yeah. telling the man, this is what I enjoy, this is what I like, you ain't going to have no problems. Yeah. So, right. Yeah, I ain't talking about – You want the women, you want the women that say, well, so. he should know. He should know. You should know. You want them women, you asking for trouble. You should know. Ain't nobody should know. Mm-hmm. You don't mean born should know it. You know, especially if you yeah. met me and I wasn't knowing then. If you met me and I wasn't yeah. knowing then, how are you going to hide now? I'm going to all of a sudden be knowing something I ain't never knew since I've been meeting knowing you. So, again, communication right. is, is, you don't need no degree for that. Go ahead, Priscilla. Right, right. I'm Now, I'm talking in terms of, and now you're 100, 1,000, matter of fact, percent right about that. <clears throat> um, but what I'm talking about is perception. Because this is one thing I learned in um, our marriage counseling session uh, years ago. I learned that the brain is not the same. The brain of the male is not the same as the brain of the female. We Mm. could be saying, we could be saying the exact same thing. And somehow, when she processes it in her mind, it's saying something totally different than what you said, which is why mm. in many of our conversations, we find ourselves saying, well, that ain't what I was saying, or that's not what I meant. Right. Right? Mm. So so that's the piece of communication that I'm saying there's, it's, there's a science to that's why things we learned, we went to this communication seminar one time and they taught, taught us how, uh, they taught us that um, you have to learn how to fight fair. Because people that say they don't have arguments, we like to call it intense, me and my wife, we call it intense fellowship. People that say, 
or couples that say they don't have intense fellowship, um, they'll lie about other things too. Now, intense fellowship <coughs> is not is not a taboo situation. It's not taboo. It's 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 something that we deal with. It's called disagreement. <laughs> right. So it's called disagreement. So when we have intense fellowship, there is a science to intense fellowship. I can't say hurtful things to you and then have the position of, oh, just get over it. No, you shouldn't have said that to me. I know you upset, but you shouldn't have said that to me. Because then now I'm going back to my Bible where the Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart. The mouth speaks. Okay, so now I'm feeling like, okay, well, that's how you felt all along. So how did we get this far? So now the the intense fellowship has intensified. So it's a real, I mean, this the communication thing is huge. I think that's probably uh, the biggest issue. You know, money is money is big too, but. That communication piece, I think that thing is huge, man. That's a huge elephant in the room, you know, because there's just so many. I've learned that there's just so many dynamics to it, you know, and it's not as I don't think, Seth, it's as simple as being transparent. Although I believe that's important. I believe it's important to be upfront and honest, but it's so much misinterpretation you know um, when we think about we think about interpretation versus translation interpretation is what I heard <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like I don't know if you all know this but you all have heard the term moral right mm-hmm Moral just simply means being concerned about right and wrong. That's what moral means. Okay, but then there's this other uh, piece of that. It's called moral identity. Have you have you ever heard that? Yeah, I haven't heard that one. Yeah. So there's a moral, which is, again, being concerned about right and wrong. Then there's moral identity. Moral identity means what you believe is right and wrong. See, that just totally flipped the game up right there, didn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, because I, that, I be, uh, have my moral identity aligned at the house. <laughs> <laughs> See, so my moral <laughs> identity may not line up with what your moral identity is. Same way in communication. That ain't what I meant. <laughs> That's how we end up. That ain't what I meant. That ain't what I was saying. So now we between moral and moral identity. Because this is what I heard. But this mm-hmm. is what I said. So when that class they taught us, they said whatever you share in communication Repeat it back to the person communicated it. 
so that there is no confusion as to what was said. Or you repeat it back and then say, well, this is what I heard. See, now we communicate. See, I done went into a communication class on you, Seth. <laughs> because, <laughs> hey man, hey it's it's look, hey it's educational. That's for sure. Hey man, I'm, look, I'm telling you, this communication piece is a huge elephant in the room, man. It's way yeah, more to and, it, and it's needed way when we when we're fighting the spiritual fight like we're doing. Uh, mm-hmm. Communication, man, to our partner. That's uh, hey man, uh, is well needed. That's. That'll solve a lot of our problems just right there, man. We learn how to talk to each other. Yep. And then we you have know. to be, that's why it's so important for us to be equally yoked. Because if we don't under, mm. if we don't believe the same, there's always going to be conflict. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's why, that's why I tell us to not be unequally yoked with unbelievers. Because mm. of the mindset. And the thought process is totally opposite. So really, going into the game that way, you set yourself up for a bad communication uh, in your relationship right out the gate. Uh, uh, can I intervene on that, brother? Uh, I want to add to that uh, equally yoke. I mean, but that's that's. That's putting the cart before the horse or horse before the cart. I don't know how that saying go. Because if we don't have a <laughs> if we don't have a culture, how can we know what's equally yoked to us or not? If we find ourselves trying to go back in time and, and get what's lost, like our, our understanding on our origins and uh, where we come from, where we want to go with this, what do we lose? If we always um, you know, celebrate the way we do now with the holidays we do now? Or what, what was our culture? And so the minute mm-hmm. you try to go back in time and, and pick up the pieces where we lost from my ancestors. Hold on, hold on, uh, hold on everybody. Hold on, Brother Kenwood. Uh, uh, hold on one second. I just got to notice, y'all, we got less, We got more like 45 seconds. Uh, uh, those of you on the phone line, stay where you're at. You can't call back after 45 seconds. Those of you that's listening on the internet, you must call the number if you want to continue listening quickly. Nine one four two zero five five nine zero. One more time. Nine one four. You must call it right now. Nine one four two zero five 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 nine zero. After in about five seconds, now you will not be able to call. The show will end, but we're about to close out, so you won't miss much. If you do. Uh, want to, you can wait till the show. After we done in about three minutes, you can then listen to the whole show, what little bit you missed. But we're about to wrap up anyway. All right? So, Priscilla, uh, again, uh, thank you all for coming on, man. Uh, uh, Brother Kenwin, thank you for hanging out with us. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, we're wrapping up, y'all. So I want to get your final thoughts, Brother Kenwin, you were sharing. After you share, Brother, uh, then give us uh, you go ahead and rebuttal or not rebuttal, but comment on anything we say, Brother Purcell, after he is done. And then we'll move to the okay. final thoughts after that. Go ahead, Brother Okay. 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 Uh, but uh, I was uh, real quick, I was just saying 
uh, culture. Well, we really need to redefine what culture is, uh, and uh, because uh, I like to think that uh, we probably had something that was lost. We're trying to regain it. Right now, we're substituting from what we learned here in America, basically taking on the Caucasian culture, and uh, we're just trying to make it up as we go, kind of feels like. But as long as we don't have a suitable culture, how will we, you know, know the yoke with someone? You know what I mean? If rap music is our culture, if all these things we do now is our culture, uh, we want to make it more positive, less negative. And that, that's kind of mm-hmm. like the only point I was trying to make was being yoked and finding someone you love, you know? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Now, yeah, that right there culture. you just said, what, that right there you just said before Purcell jumped in, brother, Kenwin, what you just said is one of the most important things said on the show because you're right. We got to yoke up with people that's in the proper If they're even saved, the Bible discouraged that first of all. They're getting the Bible, they do not be unequally yoked. They're not saved. We know that's being unequally yoked. But what if they're into, you know, rap music and smoking weed every day? You know, that is something to uh-huh. consider. Or what if they're into whatever, you know, and you're not? That's going to be problems, problems galore. Uh-huh. I mean, my goodness. That's serious. Absolutely. That is very, Absolutely. very serious. And I know you, Brother Ken, would you're a devout Hebrew Israelite. And uh, yes. if you marry somebody and they wasn't into that, that's going to be a some parking. You know, Absolutely. Right on. you are trying to keep the Sabbath and all of this. And, and, and I'm sure if they're not, that's a problem. I'm not trying to give me a personal life, but I'm just saying that can be a problem. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Comment there. Go ahead, brother Purcell. Yeah, yeah, that was that was that was good. Um, and and what I would say, what I would say to that, uh, the term culture. Um, every time I hear the term culture, I think about the definition, because one thing I realize is when if we have the wrong definition of something, we're gonna have the wrong um, um, execution, wrong definition wrong execution so this is what i understand about culture um culture simply means the way we do things that's that's about as simple as you can put it culture simply means the way we do things black and white culture is totally different totally different um but that's where I believe um, the courting stage comes in. Uh, that's when we learn how we do things or how they do things. We get to know one another uh, in conversation, and we really uh, begin to understand each one of each one of our cultures. Um, but well, listen, the gentlemen, challenge we're, we're wrapping up here We're wrapping up here uh, So if y'all can Only because people complain about my show Going over two hours So uh, just okay. some final okay. words Please uh, if y'all could And we're going to wrap this show up And try to stick with our two hour rule To satisfy the crowd Well I'm going to stop with this This is where I'm going to stop at right here Because this is very, very important to me And my own personal marriage I would say to anyone listening, find 
the place of agreement because there is power in agreement. Mm. Okay. Okay. Mm. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Well, listen, Brother uh, Kenwood, any last words? Because we're going to go ahead and wrap the show up. I, I do thank you for hanging on the line with us. Uh, Purcell is our guest tonight. And uh, tomorrow night, everybody, remember we got another 11 o'clock late show. And then on Monday, we go back to the earlier show, 8 o'clock. We'll have the gang with us then. We'll have the gang of said, gang meaning the panel, everybody. They have said they want to come on Mondays. They can't do the weekend, uh, the Saturdays and the Sundays. Uh, Sister Eliana might join the late show, but I think they're going to really want to do the 8 o'clock show on Mondays, to be honest. So y'all look for the full crew on Mondays. Uh, Saturdays and Sundays, um, we're still tweaking to see exactly what will be. So it'll probably change in nature. We'll see. But Purcell, thank you for coming on, brother. Kenwood. Kenwin Casterberry, thank you for coming on. And uh, I want to know, if you mind me calling you, brother, when we get a chance a little later on, I'll just go ahead and ask you on the show. You mind me calling you later on? I have your phone number. Is, is it okay for me to use it and call you later? Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. I, I probably should put you on the spot like that. But I really need to talk to you about yeah. another matter. Uh, well, listen, okay. it, it's always good to hear you. You normally know, as a commenter on the line. And uh, you've always put some on our mind over the years, and I thank you for tuning in tonight. And I'm going to go ahead and mute your line now, but thank you for helping us out tonight, all right? All right, no problem. Shalom, fellas. All right, right, shalom, shalom. my brother. All right, and then Purcell, go ahead and get your final words in. Again, thank you for uh, all the way in Cincinnati. You're an hour ahead of us. It's later there even for you. And thank you for just hanging out with us. You were a professional. And go ahead and let everybody know about Salt Life Ministries, even though tomorrow, um, tomorrow night or tonight, I guess I should say tonight, Sunday night, you may come back on, but you don't know. You said you couldn't commit to that, I don't think. But go ahead and let everybody know about a little bit about Salt Life Ministries, how to get a hold of you, rather. And then we're going to wrap this show, folks. Okay. Um, yeah, that's, that, I'm so glad you said that, Seth, because that's, that's where my head was at, because when I first introduced myself, um, I typically let you know, I bring you greetings from Salt Life Kingdom Ministries, where we believe that we are the salt of the earth, according to scripture. And the scripture said, wherever the salt has lost its savor, wherewith shall it be salted? Um, so uh, we believe that uh, we are, our mission is to bring the saltiness back to the believer. Uh, bring the saltiness back to the believer because we are the most influential uh, with the chosen people. So uh, that is our thrust. And uh, that's what we, we are, we are about is salt life. We're about salt life. We're about agents. We're agents of change. Uh, We believe that we're chosen to change the atmosphere. So, uh, that's that's our thrust and that's how we operate. And again, um, I'm just an honored, you know, for uh, Five Spool Stones um, radio blog. I'm, I'm honored to be uh, asked to come on. Uh, I'm honored to come on and share what thus says the Lord. Um, and I appreciate all the listeners 
Be sure to um, plug us with your friends, family. Um, send them link. Send the link. Uh, if you're on, Absolutely. Um, you are privy to the link. So send the link to as many people as you possibly can because that is the strength of blogging. What I'm learning is your yes. followers. And uh, yes. again, yes, um, yes. we're yes. excited about what God is doing. We're excited about Seth and Five Smooth Stones. And again, I say thank you, Seth, and I appreciate you having me on. <clears throat> well, again, uh, thank you for coming on. You know, I invite people from time to time. 90% of the time, 99% of the time they say yes, but they don't have to. There's always that 1% that easily say no. And so uh, I've been blessed that people always want to come on. So, again, Chris, I'm going to meet you online. Thank you, and I'll be in touch. Okay, brother? All right, my brother. All right, everybody, that was Persepo Share again. It's all live ministries. It's a brand-new ministry that's springing up, and it's going to really do wonders, major wonders. Why should I tell you? Because Purcell is just his personality. I mean, you heard it. He he, he he grows on you. He he's serious about that life. He's serious about that life. And um I'm serious about just supporting him as much as I can. Um because um you just don't find too many genuine brothers. You just can't, folks. You just you don't find that many genuine brothers, and he's one of those brothers that will give you. Think about it. Let me have his car to ride around. How many people will give you their car? He had another car, of course, but he didn't have to do that. That brother literally just put his car in my hand and said, "You need you can have it as long as you need it," and uh, that was a blessing. And uh, we've been able to help each other send it to that, folks. I'm going to go out with a nice little song that I uh, think is pretty neat. A little bit of rap, but it's it's one it's it's you may uh, be blessed by. It's called Boasting. Anyway, tonight, uh, Sunday night, we'll be back on 11 o'clock. This has been the Five Smooth Stone Network. I'm Brother Seth. We have Brother Purcell Porsche sharing from his heart as well as Brother Kingwin. Castleberry. We appreciate those brothers tonight. I think they did a wonderful job talking about our sisters. Sisters, again, we love you. We love you. Love you. Never will put you down like that. We're just trying to expose the enemy that's trying to exploit some of you. Just know that. Love every single one of you, and there's nothing you can do about it. Check out this last song, and we'll be done. I put a lot into the first and last song. Check out this show. Again, I love every single one of you, and there ain't nothing you can do about it. This life has anything to gain at all I'll count a loss if I can't hear you Feel you, cause I need you Can't walk this earth alone I recognize I'm not my own So before I fall, I need to hear you Feel you as I live to make my boast in you alone With every breath I take, with every heartbeat Sunrise or the moonlights in a dark street Every glance, every dance, every note of a song It's all a gift undeserved that I shouldn't have known Every day that I lie, every moment I covet I'm deserving to die, I'm just earning your judgment Ah, without the cross there's only condemnation If Jesus wasn't executed there's no celebration So in times that are good, in times that are bad 
For any time that I've had it all, I will be glad And I will boast in the cross, I'll boast in my pain I will boast in the sunshine, boast in his rain What's my life if it's not praising you? Another dollar in my bank account, a vain pursuit I do not count my life as any value or precious at all Let me finish my race, let me answer my call But it is, we swear Think we holding our own Just a fistful of air God has never been obligated To give us life If we fought for our rights We'd be in hell tonight Mere sinners owe nothing But a fierce hand We never loved him We pushed away his fierce hand I rejected his love Grace, kindness, and mercy Dying of thirst Yet willing to die thirsty Eternally worthy How could I live for less? Patiently you turn my heart away from selfishness I volunteer for your sanctifying surgery I know the spirit's purging me of everything that's hurting me Remove the veil from my darkened eyes So now every morning I open your word and see the sunrise I hope in nothing, boasting nothing, only in your suffering I live to show you glory, dying to tell your story This life has been 